When you look at the world around you, are you overloaded by confusion? Do you get angrier and angrier the more you scroll through social media? Does the constant repetition of the 24-hour news cycle make you want to punch someone in the genitals? You're not alone. Welcome to Is It Me with Farley. Hello and welcome one and all to this edition of the Is It Me podcast. I am Farley. Lots coming up today. So uh, well, I'll, I'll try to give you kind of an overview real quick. We're going to have our first guest on the podcast, uh, a friend of mine named Will. He is going to be here. He is. Uh, he practices dudism. And in fact, he's a dudist priest. Now, for those of you who don't know what dudism is, you may want to pause this and go ahead and watch The Big Lebowski. But it's one of those things I wanted to have Will on because some would some would want to invalidate dudism as a religion because it's come about in a fairly unconventional way. But I don't think unconventional makes it any less valid for those who follow it or believe it. But we're going to talk to Will a little bit later about dudism, and we're going to Take the trip inside my mind here in a few. I want you to go ahead and prepare yourself. Maybe get comfy with your drug of choice. It may get a little weird for some of you, but I hope that you will stay for the ride and uh, and enjoy it. So we're going to kick the tires and light the fires on this edition of the Is It Me podcast with a brand new installment of Completely Insufferable Douchebags. This week, we have our weary bloodshot eyes focused on each and every senator who not only voted to reject witnesses in President Trump's impeachment trial, but who then voted to acquit Trump on both articles of impeachment. Quite frankly, you should all be guillotined in your respective town squares for refusing to do your job by keeping the power of the executive branch in check. Instead of doing that, you chose to suckle at the teat of a man who would sell you out tomorrow for a supersized Big Mac value meal. I wonder, does the president allow you to visit the jars where he keeps your testicles or ovaries? As you don't have any integrity left, I suppose it doesn't matter. Tune in next time, won't you, for another rousing edition of Completely Insufferable Douchebags. So it's time to get into it on uh, this edition of the Is It Me podcast. And it's been a while since I posted one of these. My apologies for that if you've been waiting. I'm sure all of you have just been waiting with bated breath until I posted a new one. But, you know, things happen. You get busy and it takes time to put these together. And I didn't have the time and distractions and blah, 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 blah. We'll, finish, we'll, we'll be done with the excuses now. But there have been a few things that have been on my mind recently. And I'm going to share those with you and you can take from them what you will. Uh, but we're going to... We're going to do it in a, in a proper fashion. I'm going to now let you into my brain, into my mind. You don't need to be too frightened. We're not going too deep into my, into my psyche because that will be damaging for all of us. But hopefully you're ready. You've prepared yourself in whatever manner you need to. So uh, here we go. Buckle up. Keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. Please, for the love of God, remember that. You bought the ticket. It's time to take the ride. See you on the flip side. I'm sailing! I'm sailing! trying Ringo I'm trying real hard to be the chef
So sometimes we find ourselves in precarious positions with our friends in terms of their romantic life, their love life. And I've recently found myself kind of in the center of one. And it's, 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 it's uncomfortable. There's no need to name any names on this because the names don't matter. This is just about relationships and, and what can happen, what can go wrong, and kind of what can go right at the same time. So to give you a brief overview here, I had a couple of friends of mine who were married, a man and a woman. Well, apparently the marriage wasn't going all that well. And now the woman has left the man and she is now with another man who happens to be my best friend. So I'm kind of caught in this position where I want to be supportive of the man whose wife has left him. Because as you would expect, he's kind of dealing with emotions of, you know, anger and betrayal and questioning what he needs to do, how he can change. Now, it's good that he's thinking about how he can change himself for the better moving on, moving forward. But it doesn't change the fact that it still hurts to see that she's with somebody else and that she seems incredibly happy with this person. And it seemed to come out of nowhere for, you know, this man who's been left. So all I've done is is try to offer some words of encouragement to the man who's been left because it's a tough road. But at the same time, I really have no idea about what the relationship was like, what the dynamic was in their marriage, what was going wrong. I don't know any of that. And the thing of it is, whether you're kind of on, you know, his side, her side, when people split up, you're not going to find 100% truth from either story. The truth always lies somewhere in between, because let's be quite honest about it. No one wants to be the villain in their own story. We all want to be the hero of our story, which is impossible, really. Sometimes we're villains. Sometimes we're heroes. And sometimes it's a little column A and a little column B. So I find myself stuck between wanting to kind of be supportive of this man who is dealing with this loss of his marriage and the, the, the ending of this relationship, but also wanting to be supportive of my best friend who seems to have found someone that he is really in love with and understands him. And for this woman who says that she's rediscovered herself and finally found herself and, and feels like she can truly be who she is around my best friend and, and, and be happy with that. So while that whole situation can be a pretty slippery slope, I I think what makes it worse is when sometimes you get that airing of dirty laundry on social media, and it's tough to witness because, again, there's people on both sides. People want to typically believe one side or another. There are people making, you know, comments, finding fault with her and what she's done in making this choice to leave her husband and start this new relationship immediately. There's people who are who fully back her and support her in it. And there's a lot of, well, it's it's it's, it's social media, so there's a lot of fairly rude back and forth. Because again, our own personal narratives are that we are the heroes of our own story. And that's part of the social media problem. We, we don't have all the details. We don't have all the information, but we go with the limited information that we have and then start commenting like we're experts when we're the farthest thing from. Now, in this situation, I firmly believe that all three of these people deserve to be happy. And in the limited kind of text conversations that I've had with the husband who got left, granted, like I said, he's angry, he feels betrayed, and th- those things, I think, go with the territory, naturally. But he also keeps repeating, like I said, in these limited messages that I've had with him about moving forward and trying to learn how to be a better person so the next relationship that he's in, these same mistakes aren't made. And I have to respect that. Hell, that's what we're all trying to do just in day-to-day life. We're just trying to do the next right thing. Which sounds remarkably simple, but it's always more difficult than it, than it initially sounds. 
But honest to God, like I said, my hope is that all three of them are happy. I mean, the only one right now who isn't happy is the guy who got left. The 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 woman and my best friend seem ridiculously happy, which of course probably increases the pain that the the, the guy who got left is feeling. And that's that's just that's that's the way it's gonna go. And the only thing I could do for that guy is to be there in case he needs to talk to somebody. But on the flip side of it, I'm also there for the woman who left him, and I'm also there for my best friend. Hopefully the public airing of Dirty Laundry will fade. Hopefully they'll be able to just talk to each other and figure this out and how they both can move on because they've got kids. So they're going to have to. They're going to have to figure out a way to be able to deal with each other in a civil manner. And as always, that's way easier said than done. And as much as I am incredibly frustrated by the phrase thoughts and prayers, my thoughts and prayers are with them, all three of them. You know, I pray that the man who was left is able to heal and able to move on and able to find something past the, the, the messiness that's in his life right now. You know, I pray that this woman and my best friend are, are able to have a life together and be happy. I do. So as much as I hate the phrase thoughts and prayers, hey, thoughts and prayers. Well, there's egg and bacon, egg, sausage and bacon, egg and spam, egg, bacon and spam. Egg, bacon, sausage, and spam. Spam, bacon, sausage, and spam. Spam, egg, spam, spam, bacon, and spam. Spam, sausage, spam, 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 bacon, spam, tomato, and spam. Spam, 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 egg, and spam. Spam, 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 bacon, spam, 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 and spam. I think it was blessed are the cheesemakers. What's so special about the cheesemakers? Well, obviously, it's not meant to be taken literally. It refers to any manufacturers of dairy products. <laughs> hey, Messiah! I'm not the Messiah. Will you please listen? I am not the Messiah, do you understand? Honestly! Only the true Messiah denies his divinity. What? Well, what sort of chance does that give me? All right, I am the Messiah. He is the Messiah. Now, fuck off. How shall we fuck off, O oh Lord? So I am a massive, massive fan of Monty Python. And back in January, Terry Jones, uh, one of the members of Monty Python, he died. And he directed, you know, a few of the Python's movies, but my favorite Monty, he directed my favorite Monty Python movie, which was Life of Brian. Now, if you've not seen the movie Life of Brian, go and watch the movie Life of Brian. You can find it somewhere. It's probably on Netflix or some other streaming service. I think I was about 20 years old when I watched it, and it completely blew my mind. It was so funny. And what made it funny was the entire movie kind of talks about the ridiculousness of belief and the ridiculousness of not thinking about where our beliefs come from especially when it comes to religious beliefs which is why the movie got banned uh in 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 several different places when it came out it was a controversial movie in its time but it made me think about the little bits of these stories in the bible that we choose to follow that we choose to build religion on but it also made me realize the importance of questioning the things that we're taught i'm a firm believer that you have to question the things that your parents taught you when you were a child i think you have to really dissect them and look at them and figure them out for yourself as you get older a lot of people don't do that you know one of the most dangerous phrases to me is well this is the way grandpa did it so that's why we do it this way 
That seems ridiculous. They used to hand crank ice cream. Why in God's name would you hand crank ice cream? Granted, that's a, that's that's way down the list of things that we still do that our grandparents might have done. But getting back to talking about Life of Brian, let me, let me give you a couple of examples from the movie that are just so spot on to me when it comes to why people choose to follow what they follow and believe what they believe. Because the whole premise of the movie is that Brian is about the same age as Jesus in that same time period. And somehow people wind up thinking that Brian is the Messiah, no matter how many times he tries to say that he isn't. So here's one example is how, the, how they can't even agree to choose the, to follow what they say is the Messiah. He has given us a sign. Oh. He has given us a shoe. A shoe is the sign. Let us follow his example. What? Let us like him. Hold up one shoe and let the other be upon our foot, for this is his sign that all who follow him shall do likewise. Yes. No, 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 the shoe is a sign that we must gather shoes together in abundance. Cast off the shoes, follow the good! No, let us gather shoes together, let me. No, no, it is a sign that like him we must think not of the things of the body, but of the face and head. Give me your shoe. Get off! Follow the good, the holy good of Jerusalem! The good! Hold up the sandal as he has shoe. It is a shoe! It's a sandal! Cast it away! I have laughed so hard at that. I laugh so hard at that every time that I see it. Because it's so indicative of the ridiculous arguments. Like, they, they all are in agreement that Brian is the Messiah, which is a mistake in the first place because he's not the Messiah. But they have bought into this belief system so much so that they're trying to find signs to prove that they're correct in thinking that Brian's the Messiah and that he's sending them messages. But then they can't even agree on the message. Are we supposed to collect shoes? Are we supposed to wear one shoe? Is it a shoe or is it a sandal? Are we supposed to follow the gourd? Oh, what about the gourd? None of it has anything to do with Brian being the Messiah. It's just somebody trying to be right and be the leader, you know, kind of second in command of the Messiah. He who leads them in the proper way to the Messiah. And it's not the Messiah. So the whole thing is just absolutely ludicrous, which makes it so hilarious to me. Now, here's another example from the movie where he's trying to get people to, to think for themselves, which is important. You don't need to follow me. You don't need to follow anybody. You've got to think for yourself. You're all individuals. Yes, we're all individuals. You're all different. Yes, we are all different. You all got to work it out for yourself. And you see that all the time on social media, the group think thing where, you know, eh, we've all been guilty of it from time to time, myself included. But the fact of it is there are certain things that you do have to question on your own and you do have to do on your own. And you do have to figure out. And I don't think questioning things that you're taught as a kid is disrespectful to those that taught it to you. They were doing the best that they could. But why not ask the right questions to find out who you really are and what you really believe in your heart and what makes your soul move and, and feel? I guess all I'm saying is don't blindly accept. Eventually, it's just going to cause a whole lot of damage. Are you congested? I sure am. Coughing and achy? Running a fever? Uh-huh. 
Are you afraid that you've got the flu? I sure hope not. I can't afford to miss work. Well, not to worry. Bass Ackwards Pharmaceuticals is proud to present Flu Be Gone, an eight-ounce suppository that is completely guaranteed to knock out the flu in less than 24 hours, and that guarantee is FDA-approved. It's the FDA, and trust us, you can't lowball the bribe to get that kind of approval. So just use the Flu Be Gone lube that comes with the suppository, practice some intense Lamaze breathing, and cram that eight-ounce suppository right up your poop chute and get back to feeling like yourself in no time. Flu Be Gone suppositories from Bass Ackwards Pharmaceuticals. Stick it up your ass and feel better fast. Warning, may cause anal leakage and mild shame. Heterosexual men may experience an increase in a desire to be pegged. Are you wanting to try and drink beer, but you're worried about which one is the most masculine? We here at Bass Ackwards Brewing Company believe good beer is just good beer, and we invite you to try our new Man Bun IPA. Not only is it totally manly, but it has a clarity and malt sweetness that allow the hop notes to tantalize your seriously masculine senses. It also has a clear and restrained bitterness, just like you do when it comes to your love life. So put on your vintage denim jacket, man leggings, and Crocs, and go get yourself a case of Man Bun IPA. You'll still look like a doofus, but you'll be too drunk to care. So we're here with Will. I talked about earlier that Will was going to be on the podcast, and Will is a dudist. That's right. So for those who don't, well, first of all, if you, if I told you earlier you need to go ahead and pause the podcast and go watch The Big Lebowski. Definitely. So if you haven't done that, that's on you. It will change your life, I'm telling you. You know, so that's that. That's kind of where, that's where dudism comes from. It's The Big Lebowski. That's right. Um Dudism was actually started by a gentleman. He was a uh, freelance journalist, uh, name of Oliver Benjamin. He goes by the Doodly Lama. Goes, nice. Well, you know, if you create a religion, and you, you might have as the well. Name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, he he had been on kind of a, a spiritual quest of his own. He he went to Asia and he studied Zen and he studied. Taoism, and he studied a little Shinto and, and these other things, and he uh, he still wasn't quite there. He he wasn't quite happy with what he found, and so one day, I believe he said he was in a bar in Thailand. Uh, the Big Lebowski was on, and he had never seen it before. Right. Well, he said he had seen it, but he never really paid attention to it and he realized as so many of us have later on that the very things he learned and the very things that he 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 practiced were being portrayed in this goofy silly little movie right and uh that's basically how the whole shebang got started he ended up founding the religion. Uh, a lot of people. Now, now I, I need to clarify. I cannot speak for all Jews. Right. Well, like, just the same way that I cannot speak for all Jews. Absolutely. Absolutely. Understand. Uh, but in my experience, from my perspective, I've seen that there there are several types of dudes. There are dudes who, you know, they just sign up and, and get the papers so they can ha 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 and do this. And they go to the house. You know, that's cool. Right, that's, that's cool. Fine. Not knocking that. 
Uh, and there are some people who uh, do it out of necessity. They they need to marry some of their friends, which, uh, by the way, Christian Bale is now one of us. He, is he really? Yes, he was on, uh, I believe, it was either Kimmel or Fallon, and he mentioned he was a Judas priest now. That That's he got, awesome. He got ordained to... Uh, to uh, perform Batman a friend's is a wedding. Batman is indeed a dudist. I think that if he marries people, he should do it in the Batman voice. Absolutely. You know, that, that yeah, I think Absolutely. that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, there are people like that. And then there are a few of us, uh, more than a few, who have actually tried to put it to the test. Right. They've actually tried to see, is this a workable philosophy of life Mm -hmm. is this something that can be truly and sincerely practiced and will it change your life Mm -hmm. and with me and many others and and i'm in contact with some dudists from australia from canada Uh, there are dudists all over the world who who are sincere practitioners who have found that, yes, this will change your life if you let it. And the brilliant thing about it is it is such a perfect distillation of beliefs and practices that have been done for thousands of years yeah. into a modern-day accessible and uh, approachable yeah. new philosophy slash religion. Uh, and I think it's just great. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did you come to realize that you, you wanted to give dudism uh, a, a try, to try to try it for a philosophy? Well, it was, uh, it was about in 2010, and uh, my father and I had had a— turbulent relationship to be kind mm-hmm. um and he died uh in 2010 and i was already going through a rough spot before that happened and so i started as i have off and on for several years at that point i i started returning to those things that made me feel grounded Mm-hmm. And that helped me get perspective. And among those were uh, Zen Buddhism and uh, Taoism. And so I was reading my favorite Taoist book, and all of the the Taoist scholars out there are going to turn their nose up at it. <laughs> but uh, it's a book called The Tao of Pooh by uh, Benjamin Hoff, I believe his last name is. It's either Hoff or Hoff. But uh, – he explores how Winnie the Pooh, classic Winnie the Pooh, not the Disney version necessarily, mm-hmm. uh, exemplifies uh, several traits of the Taoist sage. Like, uh, for example, there is Pooh, P-U, which means the uncarved block. Mm-hmm. That means it's referring to something in its natural state. And... The whole idea is that, you know, while Rabbit worries and Eeyore despairs right. and uh, Owl studies and Piglet panics, Pooh just is. That's true. And that's what 
basically, you know, in a nutshell, that is the basic idea behind Taoism. And as I said, I just read this, and somebody told me I needed to watch The Big Lebowski. And I thought, yeah, sure, what the hell. So right. I uh, I watched it, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, wait a second. This is one I've been reading for years. This is, it's a parable of one I've been reading. And it's like the whole simplicity thing. The movie hinges entirely on the dude's rug gets pissed on. Yeah, and it really tied the room together. And it really tied the room together. And the Chinaman was not the issue. Right. (laughs) And Chinaman, of course, is not the preferred nomenclature. Of course. (laughs) Well, the dude, at one point, after things just collapse on him, because he listens to Walter, Walter eggs him into, this isn't just about you, this is about all of us, about how the rich are letting our rugs get pissed on, and you need to do something about it. You need to you need to make him pay somehow. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I've had dogs in my life, and I've had oh, yeah. some pretty nice rugs. And those rugs get pissed on. But there are cleaners, there are dry cleaners who can get that stain out for you. It's not a big deal. Yeah. The dude could have just taken his rug somewhere and gotten it clean. This is true. But instead, and I'll go into this later, Walter, the voice of the ego, got him in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you, you go through and the stranger shows up and the dude's, the dude's being chased by Johnson chopping nihilists. And, yeah. and he's, <laughs> he's thinks that they're going to kill Bunny and it's his fault and they've lost the money. And he's sitting there in his moment of despair, and the stranger pops up. And he tells him, well, wiser fellers than myself once said, sometimes you eat the bar, and, well, sometimes he eats you. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's what I'm going through right now. That is precisely what I'm going through right now. The bear is eating me but it's okay because that happens sometimes and the movie of course progresses and you get to the ultimate scene when the stranger comes back and he tells the dude to take her easy i know you will and the dude turns and looks at him he says yeah well the dude abides and the stranger says The dude abides. I don't know about you, but I take comfort in that. He's out there taking it easy for all us sinners. Mm -hmm. And dudism is about learning how to abide. Because the thing is, did you know you're a champion? No. Everyone listening to this is a champion, not just because they're fans, though that does help. (laughs) Everything, and listen to this, you out there in internet radio land, because this is important. Every time 
your mind, your ego told you you were finished. Every time you just knew this was the end, every time your life blew up and you might have lost everything, you made it. You survived. You made yeah. it 100% of the time. Now, you may have lost some body parts. You may have been broken. You may have been bent. You may have been bowed. But if you're listening to this right now, you made it. Because, you see, yes, the dude abides. But the lesson is so do you. So do we all. We all abide through life's strikes and gutters, through the ups and downs. The dude abides, and so do you. And I believe that's important. I think that is important, but it, you know, it's kind of like when we were talking about with, uh, with you know, elements of Taoism, the the idea of you you go where the stream carries you. Mm-hmm. you. You know, it's a it's a relinquishing of control, which is yeah. which is very different from a lot of Western philosophy, which is all yes. about control. Yes, I think therefore I am right. And, well, and, and then when you talk about failure, mm-hmm. and failure really is just a moment, mm-hmm. uh, because the. I think it was I think it was a blues traveler song that I heard years ago it was one of those lines that sticks with you or stuck with me where uh, he said the, there's no such thing as a failure who keeps trying coasting yes. to the bottom is the only disgrace. Uh, Lao Tzu, which uh, Taoism da- is Dudism's great granddaddy, yeah. basically. Yeah. All religions have aspects of Dudism in them, yeah. all of them. Because these are universal teachings that have been passed down since written history. We just get them in the form of a fun, goofy movie. But that doesn't matter. Jesus taught in parables, did he not? Well, yeah, absolutely. And the the, the part of it about you know, the, the silly, goofy movie, mm-hmm. you know, the, there are times where silliness is the best way to get something important across like like life of brian that i talked about earlier absolutely life of brian as a python movie is of course incredibly silly Mm -hmm. but i I think it's people who don't understand the silliness Mm -hmm. you can't be stupid yeah and really put something out that's silly and funny and can actually have something more to it yeah there there's an intelligence to that well uh at one I was getting around to, uh, Lao Tzu, who was, for those of you who don't know, Lao Tzu is considered the founder of Taoism. Uh, he might not have been a single person. He might have been a group of people. We don't know, but that's not important. It's not where the message comes from. It's the message. Right. He wrote about this thing they call the Tao. And the Tao has all of these different interpretations, but basically what it comes down to is the way or the thing that's happening, the thing in which all things exist. But there's a trap there. He says in the first verse, the Tao that can be named is not the true Tao. And the reason is they're all just pointing towards what it could be. It's not something that can be thought. It's something that has to be experienced. The dude way comes out of the Tao. Well, the thing about failure, there is a false dichotomy that is present there. 
because failure and success are two sides of the same coin. Mm. There is no success without failure. There is no failure without success. And sometimes your greatest failures lead you to your greatest successes. Yeah. And we don't know what's coming down the stream. And like you said, you're supposed to go with the flow. People argue with that. People are like, oh, you glow with the flow, you drown. No, you fight against the current, you drown. <laughs> exactly. Just because you're going with the flow doesn't mean you can't steer. That's why you don't swim against the riptide. That's right. <laughs> parallel drag, to the shore. Parallel to the shore. You can steer. You can't fight, but you can steer. And you can steer away from the worst rocks. Sometimes you're going to smack them anyway. Sometimes you're going to go over a waterfall. That's how life works. But a lot of the times you can steer. You have influence. You don't have control. Yeah. Like, well, control control really is an illusion anyway. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you an example right now. Everybody listening, don't think of a purple elephant. <laughs> oh, well, there went your control, didn't it? Right. You have, we you don't have control, put that image right in your head. <laughs> we don't control our thoughts. We let our thoughts control us, but we don't control them. They're just something that happens. And we have learned egoically to to claim these thoughts as us this is me i think therefore i am you don't know that you're thinking you think you might be thinking therefore you think you just could possibly be (laughs) but the thing is if you take the time to look within to explore how deep the rabbit hole goes and i am by no means at the end of it i am i am just a beginner but If you follow that rabbit hole, you will come to some very scary, dark places, but you will also come to some beautiful, wonderful things. And Dudism (coughs) has brought me here. Uh, I can can say honestly, um, Dudism is kind of the label that ties together all of my other spiritual beliefs Mm -hmm. Uh, because the thing is Dudism is not meant to be an end point. It's meant to be a starting point. And because it's a non-theistic religion, you can believe in a God if you want to. The official position of the church is, well, we just don't know. Yeah. That's up to the practitioner. And and because of that, it's really great. There are atheist dudes. There are Muslim dudes. There are Christian, Buddhist, anything you can name. There are, last time I heard a number, there were over 700,000 of us worldwide now. And it's a come as you are, just take her easy kind of deal. And it's open and it's accessible to everyone. And... I think that, honestly, I think that most churches now fail at that because you show up and you've got to you've got to conform to. You have to well, in a lot of churches. You have to look a certain way, yes. wear a certain thing, mm-hmm. act a certain way, yep. have certain interests, interpret this scripture exactly this way. You know, yeah, it, and and in Judaism, it's like. Well, I've got the abide guide right here. It's it's one of our 
one of our texts, and uh, that's the Abide Guide by Oliver Benjamin and Dwayne Utsi. Uh, it, it's one of our our holy books. That's with a W holy um (laughs) because they are holy books but anyway um they're guidelines it's how to get started it's how to start your journey the rest is up to you dude it's your role um and i really take a lot of satisfaction in that um honestly i i have been through a gamut of different religions and different beliefs, I've always felt that I had a calling to be a priest. And, you know, for years I I banged my head against uh, all kinds of Christianity, Orthodox and Evangelical. And, yes, brothers and sisters, I did. I will willingly admit I did partake in an televangelist or two. (laughs) But... uh, the thing is, you can only try to bang a square peg into a round hole for so long before it's just not working. Yeah. And uh, though I cannot call myself a Christian because I do not believe in all the tenets of the Nicene Creed, and those are the rules. Right, yeah. Um, Dudaism has actually helped me understand who I believe Jesus to be a lot better. Um, Yes. Uh, Well, Jesus is noted as one of the great dudes in history. He's in the book. He's on the website. By the way, that's dudism.com. Come check us out. Get ordained if you want to. But uh, Jesus is there. Buddha is there. Yoda is there. You know. That's what Yoda should be. Absolutely. Um, Well, the the funny thing is we we talk – we kind of were talking about – a religion coming out of uh, pop culture, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I was trying to explain to someone that if you want to talk about, you know, kind of a, a spiritual mentor, so to speak, you know, when I was a kid and I'm watching Star Wars mm-hmm. and I get to Yoda and, you know, his whole thing is talking about, you know, fear leads to anger and anger mm-hmm. leads to hatred and that's the dark side. Yep. And I was like, dude, that's... That's everything right there. Yep. Like fear leads to anger and anger leads to hatred and hatred leads to the dark side. And you don't want that. As much as I've studied and as much as I've explored in different religions and philosophies and other forms of, uh, of thought, I have never found anything that uh, disproves Yoda, especially that teaching about fear leading to anger, anger leading to hate, and hate leading to suffering. Because it's all true. It all comes from the ego. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things that the that uh, that Dudaism goes into. You learn through an actual practice that the ego is the bag man, not the driver. Yeah. <laughs> um the and and we convince ourselves that we are the ego, the egoic self. Um I learned about that through Eckhart Tolle, who uh he is a big thing. He calls it presence and and that's fine. Use whatever labels you need to because they're just labels. I call it the dude way. Yeah. Uh dude way comes from um uh, and 
I don't want to get any angry emails about my pronunciation of things because <laughs> I don't care about how they're pronounced. It's about grasping the concept. So we don't want any letters to Farley or me, okay, from any scholars because if you're that snooty, you're missing the point. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the dude way revolves around a Taoist concept called Wu Wei. Mm. And Wu Wei is very hard to translate. Uh, people take it to mean uh, action without effort, mm-hmm. which, yeah, there is some of that. There, but uh, some say it's effortless action, which is different from action without effort. Yeah. Um, basically. It comes down to responding in the moment to whatever stimulus it is, to be there, to be present with it. And yes, you take the path of least resistance. That is part of it. But it's also about focusing your energy. And by that, I mean... I have this great hobby now. I'll get on Facebook and, you know, I'll be, be perusing through the comments and go, God, why do I go to the comments? But I think we all think that on a daily basis. Yeah. I, uh, I'll peruse through and I'll find some really ignorant, like just some guy being a total dickwad okay yeah and i'll sit and i'll start a typing and i'll type of this and i'll reference this and i'll do this and i'll explain exactly how far their head is up their asses and what <laughs> they need to do about it and i'll proofread it and just before i hit send i inevitably inevitably say will this change anything Will this change this person's mind? Will it change their behavior? Or is all of it going to just cause more dickishness? And the truth of the matter is, on Facebook at least... It's probably going to cause more dickishness. Absolutely. And, you know, I do believe it was the Jesus who said you shouldn't cast your pearls before swine. Yeah. That's the same thing to me, at least. That's... You're wasting your energy on something that you're not going to change. So as part of the dude way or woo way, you redirect that energy to something else because you're just fighting the stream. You don't fight the stream. You steer. Right. You don't fight. Because if you fight, what happens when you fight that rip current? You're going to drown. That's right. You got to go with it. You got to let the ocean do the steering. And that's the thing. We're in this big cosmic ocean of of this. Uh, it's a whole principle called non-duality. And boy, is it really trippy, man. Basically, it means there's just one thing going on. You can call it the universe. You can call it uh, supreme consciousness. You can call it God. You can call it the Tao. You know, uh, you can call it the order of the universe. But there is basically we are all one. Everything is all one. Everything's God. Everything's not God at the same time. It's the separation is an illusion. And 
if that's what's going on, then there's kind of a plan in the works. Destiny unfolds the way it will unfold. We will do our part for that in time because nobody does nothing forever. Yeah. It's impossible because there will inevitably be something that gets you up off the couch. There will inevitably be something that you have to respond to. And the trick is to respond to it in the moment. You don't stress about it. You don't fight it. You allow it. And you do what you can with what you have. The rest, you save. You save that energy. Because you'll need it for something else or you need it to sustain you. Um, That has been instrumental in my treatment of depression and anxiety. Which uh, I have been in treatment for about six years now. Yeah. And through the things I've learned from Judaism and Taoism and Buddhism, I've been able to put those things into practice enough where here's the thing, Farley. My brain does not make the correct amount of serotonin. It just doesn't. There is not a damn thing I can do about it. (laughs) Now, a lot of people take this, oh, I'm depressed. I'm an awful person because I'm depressed and I can't be productive productivity is another rant but anyway right yeah uh i i i have i have to do this and i have to be this well would you fuss at a diabetic for not ta- for having to take insulin no it's right. ridiculous right it's, yeah they'll die yeah it's an illness not a choice now, you need to be responsible about it. You need to go get your treatment. You need to do your self-care to help you. But even sometimes, sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes the old brain is just going to crap out on you. Shit's going to happen. Sometimes you're going to be depressed. Sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes it eats you. Yeah. Exactly. But the thing is, the dude abides. And so do you. It'll pass. Like right now, right now, I am not in a good place, believe it or not. I have had a very, very shitty, very stressful few weeks. One of my cats died. I'm sorry, man. A few days ago, uh, one of my college theater family, she passed away unexpectedly. I have to go to her funeral tomorrow. Um, I am not taking these things well. I am depressed and I'm anxious, but you know what? It's okay. I'm still here. I'm still still doing this thing that I wanted to do. Now, yeah, later I may crawl into my pajamas and go hibernate on the couch for a while. In fact, I guarantee I will. But the thing is, that's how I'm taking care of myself. Uh I act I can I've got my anxiety under enough control that I can I can act again. I'm I'm involved in the community theater um which was a huge step for me. I nearly had a panic attack sitting in the parking lot waiting for my first audition and the director was a friend of mine, okay? <laughs> so it's not like I had people gunning for me. Yeah, it's not like you were going to be publicly ridiculed yeah. when you got on the stage, yeah. but still it was just what the idea. What the hell is he doing up there? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's how the anxiety monster works. And the thing is, he's going to rear his head. It's going to happen. But I can abide through it. 
And so can anyone listening to this. You can learn to abide. You can learn to put these principles into practice. And I am telling you, if you do it, they will help you. And Dudism tells you how to do it in a non-uptight, you know, you don't have to go sit on your ass with your ankles behind your head and <laughs> chant, oh, money, pod may hum for six hours a day. Uh, you can do duditation, which we have. It's in the book. Um, you can do that instead. And you don't have to do it for three hours. You can do it for five minutes if you've got five minutes. You do it here and there when you can, because it's about it's not about the huge effort. It's about the little sustaining efforts. Right. It's the it's the baby steps. Precisely. It's the baby steps that get you through. So, like, would you like an example of Buddhist meditation? Sure. All right. So, uh, well, let's just do it this way. Everybody's going to pretend like they're in a comfortable place. And if you're driving or something, don't do this. <laughs> do it at home. We don't want any lawsuits or any angry letters from people who are pissed off about me not saying the names right and then get in a car wreck because they closed their eyes while they were driving. You, you should know better. Keep you your are eyes smarter open. than this. You always keep your eyes open when you're driving the car. Now, if you are in a safe place to do so. Or, you know, just want to give your boss the finger. <laughs> Find someplace comfortable and just sit back for a second. And you can close your eyes if you want to. You can leave them open. But the trick is, you're just going to kind of be here. And you take a deep breath. And you let it out. And then you take another deep breath. And you let it out. Now, at some point, things are going to stop, start popping into your head. This isn't your fault. This is your brain doing its thing. And you're going to start thinking, oh, that guy cut me off in traffic. Open your eyes. You need to be driving. <laughs> <laughs> See, we caught you. But you're going to think, you know, so-and-so said to me, this to me in high school, and I haven't got over it. I really need to go shopping today. Oh, look, there's a puppy. Well, go pet the puppy, okay? I'm not going to shot you for that. <laughs> I do the same damn thing. But all these things are going to start popping up in your head, and I want you to just take a deep breath, and then while you're exhaling, you can say it out of your mouth or just in your mind. Fuck that bullshit. It doesn't matter so much. I am here. It is now. And then you just take another deep breath. And then you just find your mind has gaps between those thoughts. And now you can't make this happen. It would be like trying to uh, get the ripples out of a pond by ironing it. You're only going <laughs> to splash more water. But you just kind of let your mind settle and watch your thoughts. And you just kind of let them happen. You don't feed them. You just let them happen. Because you're not controlling it anyway. And they're not hurting you unless you give them energy. Just let it happen. But focus on your breath. Focus on 
being aware of your thoughts happening and not participating in, and you'll find that those gaps start to open up a little bit. Your mind will slow down. Now, this may take five minutes. It may take 20. You do it for as long as you need to, and you do it as much as you need to. It's not like lifting weights. You're not going to blow a hernia or anything. Right. But you just take a minute to just be. And you can do this while you're doing cool things like having your morning coffee. Just sit and enjoy your coffee. And think to yourself those words of the prophet Walter. I'm enjoying my coffee. (laughs) And just sit there and enjoy your coffee. Or just sit there. Or, you know, you don't have to sit. Go stand in your backyard, take a few deep breaths of fresh air, listen to the birds and the wind blowing through the trees. The goal, if there is a goal to meditation, is to learn to just be, to learn to just abide. And it's not that hard. It just takes some practice. And you're going to suck at it at first. A very wise cartoon dog once told me that sucking at things is the first step at being good at things. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny, though, because, you know, I have, I have moments. My wife and I go back and forth on this because um, there will be certain things that, and this goes back to that idea of, of control, right? Mm-hmm. And this is my own personal crap. Um, I will decide that I need to do this, 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 and this. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to scoop the cat litter. I need to do the dishes. I need to take out the trash. I need to clean the toilet. I need to do something else. Mm -hmm. So that's the list in my head. And if I don't get to those things, all of those things, Mm -hmm. I will be mad at myself and convinced that I have failed on the day. And my wife will, you know, get home and I will talk about, well, I screwed up and I was supposed to do this and supposed to do this. And she's like, "Who, who told you you were supposed to? Bingo. Like, Am I up? Did I come in angry with you? Did yep. I ask you anything about, you know, why That's something it. didn't get done? Yep. And I'm like, well, no. And she's like, so then why are you holding on to it? Why are you allowing that to have the power over you to ruin your day? Yep. Because in your mind, like nobody gave you a list. Nope. And even if they, she's like, even if I did give you a list, what makes you think I'd be angry because you couldn't get to everything? That's right. You know, nothing is nothing's that dire. And, you know, even through all my practice and the things I do, uh, my darling wife, Nona, who is so unbelievably supportive through my whole journey through treatment and and philosophy and, and finding what it is I'm supposed to do here, she is always telling me that I am way too damn hard on myself. And I'm starting to believe her because, well, don't tell her this, but she's pretty smart. (laughs) Uh, But uh, we are conditioned from birth, practically, to be productive. Oh, you've got to be productive. Oh, productivity. And don't get me wrong. Like everything, it has its time and place. Dudism is about balance. It's not about being lazy. It's about balance and putting your effort where it works best. Well, go outside right now. Not if you're driving. 
I can't stress that enough. <laughs> Stay in your motor vehicle until it is safely stopped. We don't want any letters, okay? Or lawsuits. That's right. Yeah. I'm broke. And so am I. <laughs> but uh, go outside right now. And I want you to find me an animal. Don't care if it's a bird or a squirrel or a rat or a cat. or Just find me an animal. Don't pick it up. It'll bite you. But find me an animal that's like, ugh, I have got to do something productive today. Man, I just, I've been sitting in this tree, squawking and pooping, and that's all I've done. You know, I haven't haven't even thought about retwigging the nest. I just, I've just wasted my day. Find me one, I dare you. Because that's the thing, the... The animals, while they don't have the whole sentience thing going on and, and they don't have the whole, whole, you know, brain conditioning thing going on, they operate out of the Tao. They operate out of their simplest form, their instinct. They know when they need to eat. They know when they need to put away food for the winter. They know when to swim upstream, downstream. Or retwig the nest. Retwig the nest. They know it instinctively. And the thing is, we come from that. That is in us. We know when something needs to get done. But we have, and, you know, I, I've been listening a little bit to this podcast, and Farley, I'm starting to get the idea that you don't really have a high opinion of capitalism. It's just a hint. It just kind of, kind of came to me a little bit as I was listening. Yeah, I've, 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 I might have mentioned a time or two, and it, because I've, I've got, I've, I've got a friend of mine who is. We've gone back and forth about the. He's he's pro capitalism. Yeah, but, yeah. But he, but he is against those who who cheat and yeah. and do. And I'm like. I can't. I can't. It's all I, cheating. I listened to that uh, <laughs> last night, actually. And, uh, well, the thing is, productivity, the concept that you have to be a productive member of society, comes from that. Yeah. They want you not to be productive. They want you to produce. Yeah. There is a difference there. They want you to produce something, and if you don't produce something, there's something wrong with you. Well, you have no worth. If, yep. you, if, you, if you don't produce, therefore you, are not, you have no value and no worth. Absolutely. But you know what? It's a lie. It's a damn lie. Yes. And it's a lie that kills people. Oh, they yeah. work themselves into the grave or the depression gets a hold of them. They can't get out of it because they're doing what they're supposed to do, right? Yeah. And it kills them. It does. It kills them. I have seen some of my best friends, won't name anybody, but there's one in particular mutual who has absolutely, they went from being a kind and sweet and thoughtful wonderful person into an angry hateful just it breaks my heart what happened to this person and what happened to them was they decided they need to listen to what they should be doing and now they're miserable because instead of following their heart instead of following that goodness 
they tried to fit themselves into another mold and they broke themselves. And I miss who they were desperately. Yeah. But the thing is, that's their path. Everybody's on their path, whether they realize it or not. Sometimes your path doesn't go places. That's the real karma, not karma in the sense that you do good things and good things happen to you, which don't get me wrong. That's part of it, but it's a greater, more vast concept. The karma truly is the path of the soul through life or lifetimes on its spiritual development, on its spiritual journey. And some people, unfortunately, it it takes them to dark places, and you can't help. I tried, right. but well, when well, it's, it's I I bring up addiction just because it's something I'm familiar with because you mm-hmm. know I've gone through it. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where if someone doesn't want help, mm-hmm. it's not going to matter. Yeah. No, you know, it, it, it's kind of where you have to realize, like we were talking about, you know, the, the expenditure of energy yeah. in doing it. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, do I keep doing this or do I have to let them kind of keep going down their own path until they realize on their own? Yeah. And it's an incredibly difficult thing yeah, to do. So because w- when hard. you care about someone, you you want them to be okay. Yeah. And when you realize that they're just going to have to go down this path yeah. and hopefully they can come back around and I can see them down the roadways. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and unfortunately that too is part of the way it sucks, but it's not all sunshine and chocolate. It's life's hard. You know, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, you walk down a darkened path alone, That's right. So, but it's part of the path. Like you, there's this dark part, but if you can get through it, maybe you get back around to where it's sunshiny and yep. and warm again. Well, you know, sometimes the bear eats you. Exactly. I mean, that's when it comes down to. Um, but if you let it, you'll learn a lot if you let it teach you. Um, even those dark places, I have learned more compassion I've learned more understanding. I have learned more about being kind instead of being right than I ever would have before anxiety. Just for a while there, I was completely crippled. I could not go to the store. I could not drive. I was... I busted right into Farley. I did. Uh, And, you know, I got medical help. But, you know, pills only do so much. Yeah. But I took my meds. I followed my plan. And I started working the dudism, and I'll be damned. It really does help. It'll it'll help you if you let it. Um. And the, the website is dudism.com, right? Dudism.com, yes. You can even go right now and get ordained. Uh, if any of you would like to take the vows, I have them with me. Uh, you can take the vow and then go to the website and put your information in, and you will be officially a Dudist priest. Um, 
I think that is fabulous stuff myself. <laughs> I do too. I do too. That's why, and it's why I wanted to have you on to to, to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, be because I'm intrigued by it. Um, because I I do think that. Well, it's kind of like you said, there's all kinds of dudes. There are mm. those who kind of get it and say, like, well, I'm going to have a Caucasian and go bowling, yeah. you know, just kind of as a goof. And those are sacraments. Right. That's fine. That is completely fine. Absolutely. But then there are, there are more who look into it and look into the to the Tao of it and, mm. and get a deeper thing from it. Yep. You know, a, a, a way to try to find that balance in their lives that might have been missing that yeah. they've been looking for uh my buddy i'm, I'm gonna do a little bit of a shout out here i have a uh, a buddy uh through facebook and youtube he's the reverend dudley noted is his title he's a <laughs> he's a guy named craig up in peterborough ontario he was my first international judas friend right across the board <laughs> Uh, he runs the Dudism TV channel on YouTube, and uh, I highly recommend for those of you interested looking him up because Craig uh, he has uh, he has problems with epilepsy, mm-hmm. and uh, the epilepsy causes him to have symptoms of depression and and anxiety and whatnot, and. Uh, he talks a little bit about that in his videos. It's mostly him hanging out in his dude bar in the garage, and it's all really nice and casual. And I got to say, Craig's a hell of a guy. Um, I, I really, I really dig his style, you know. Yeah. But uh, he he is a good example. Of course, he lucked out one of our one of our sacraments, the the J, the old yes. electric lettuce. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, in this country, is now still illegal. But uh, Canada doesn't have that problem, and he's had a lot of advancement in his treatment through the use of CBDs and cannabis. And he's actually been able to turn his life around. He's now a cannabis advocate. He goes around helping people who don't know how to get started, help them get started with the treatment. He's changing people's lives just like he changed his own life. And from what? From being a simple Judas priest. Yeah. That's where it comes from. I have I have felt like I have really embraced my calling because I finally just one day sat down and said, you know what? I'm, I'm just a dudist. That's what I am. And you know what? I'm just going to make myself available. And if people need me, they'll find me. And guess what happened? Did they find you? I have performed my seventh wedding recently. Nice. I performed a funeral service, uh, last summer. Really? Um, there was a gentleman, he was present at one of the weddings I did. He was the bride's stepfather, a staunch atheist, staunch atheist. Uh, he was actually very anti-religious, but he liked the way I did the ceremony so well. He told his wife, if that guy's around when I die, get him to do my funeral. Wow. And they found him. They found him. He had a heart attack while he was writing a letter to a friend. Oh, they Lord. found him at the kitchen table, and he was gone. And uh, they asked me to do it, and I said, all right, let me have some information about him. And I banged out a, a nice 15, 20-minute talk. 
And, you know, it was funny. I, I did this from the pulpit in a church of Christ. <laughs> and this pulpit was so old, you could see where the preacher's hands had worn in and where he had been banging and stuff. And I was like, if I touch this thing... I might need a fire extinguisher. <laughs> and then I realized that most of those people are probably hostile witnesses. <laughs> so I'm up there because they, they were members of this church because before he became an atheist, he was a deacon there. Ah. And so I'm up there giving my speech and, and going through his life because I, I try to model it after I, I got the idea from Orson Scott Card. He did uh, he's a science fiction writer. He did Ender's Game and the series that followed that. And uh, he come up, I don't know if he came up with, but uh, in his books, he has the concept of a speaker for the dead hmm. and they're. Instead of flowering over everything, they're just honest. This person was this. They did well here, not so well here. Uh, and this guy, he had uh, he had both of those, but he didn't want any bullshit. Yeah. So gently, but honestly, I, I said he had some problems here, but you know, you ended up with he tried. And he did the best he could. And in the end, we can't ask for any more than that. Right. It's all it's all any of us can do. Yeah. And and by the end of it, I, I like to uh, the ceremony that I the wedding ceremony I did. I ended with the good old Battlestar Galactica. So say we all. <laughs> and he really liked that. So I thought it would be really appropriate. And so I got to the end of it, and I said, so say we all. And the people who got it piped right up, so say we all. I was like, let's go again. So say we all. <laughs> it was louder from them, and I got a few other people. And I said one more time, so say we all. And there was this group, the, these prune faces that were just getting more pruney every time <laughs> I did it. shrunk, and yeah. Yeah, and I was like, well, I didn't get them, but I tell you one thing, uh, his wife, who asked me to do this, came up to me, and she said, that was perfect. That was exactly what he wanted. You couldn't have done a better job. I am so thankful. And that, that was doing my job. That's what got it. Those prune-faced people, I wasn't going to reach them. Well, it didn't matter. What, no, you know, it didn't matter. The people who mattered, I got. I had so many people coming up crying, telling me how wonderful it was, and it really warmed my heart, and it made me feel like I am really doing this shit now. I yeah. am really doing my job. I mean, you know, and it, it goes further than that. Dudas don't really have a concept of sin or things like that. You fuck up. It just happens. Yeah. And whether you continue to knowledgeably fuck up, that's what matters. You you try to say, oh, yeah, this isn't so good. Let's dial it back a little bit. Right. You want to be more dude and less Walter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have taken confession a couple of times now. People have come up and said, hey. One person said, do you take confession? And I said, well, I do now. Sit down. And I take it seriously. I take it just like a Catholic priest. Well, this is a sacrament. Someone is coming to me for spiritual help, 
for spiritual comfort. Yeah. I have a duty to give it to them. And I told him, this is just like a Catholic priest. I'm not telling anybody unless you're going to hurt yourself or someone else. Right. Because that's fair. Yeah, I'm not going to. I think, I, think I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, and they gave, I gave the confession. He gave me the confession and we did a little meditation to relax beforehand. And he gave me his confession and he was having some problems. And I said, well. I let him speak, and I said, well, do you just want me to listen, or would you like some advice? Because I'm not going to say, well, this is what you should right. do. Right. It's, it's, it's like, no. it, it could be you just wanted to get it off your chest. That's right. You know, but that's right. if that's the case, then fine. But if you'd like some input, I can offer some Absolutely. Input. Absolutely. Because the old way ain't working anymore, Farley. It's just not. Yeah, exactly. So he said he'd like some advice, and I gave him you know, the best I could for that situation. And basically what it amounted to, I think you need to quit being so damn hard on yourself. Just take it easy and see where the universe takes you for a little bit. Because this trip you're on is happening. The sooner you embrace it and go with it, the easier it will be for you. And, uh, the dude's still having some rough times, but he said I really helped him, and I gave him my standard blessing because you know after confession you get a blessing. That's the well, deal, right? Yeah. Um, as I I have a blessing that I use uh, at the end of weddings and and for general purposes. Like uh, I had a friend who wanted a birthday blessing, and I gave it to him. I stole it from a Buddhist. Uh, that blessing for those of you who like to hear it and like to receive it may you be filled with loving kindness may you be safe from inner and outer dangers may you be healthy in body and mind and may you be at peace and happy I don't know how you could ask for a better blessing. Well, that's, thank you. I mean, that's that's got everything in it. I mean, I liked it, so I stole it. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what everybody does. I, I work in radio. It ain't nothing but thievery for the most part. Yeah. Hey, they're doing this. I like that. We're gonna add that over in here. Might as well. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I I enjoy it. People people are starting to let me do my job, and. By helping them, I'm helping myself. By th- There's this whole thing in the Big Lebowski. Marty, his landlord, he's come for the rent. Mm. But before he, he says that, he says, hey, dude, I, I got that venue I wanted. And for his, his, dance, his routine. Dance, yeah, yeah. dance routine. And the dude says, oh, I'll be there, man. And being there is a big concept in dudism. You've got to, the dude way is being the man for your time and place and being there for the people that need you. Sometimes you don't like some of these people, but they need you. It's not about them or it's not about you. It's about them. And I've really started to, as best I can, and I'm just a beginner. I'm just starting out with this. I seek no accolades or, or anything like that. I'm just a humble dudist priest trying his best. But 
I try to be there when I'm needed. And um, it is opening up more joy than I ever had a right to expect, I've got to say. It helps me to help people. And people keep coming back, so, you know, I guess I'm doing something right. Must you know? be. I mean, you, you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but it just... Uh, <laughs> It's good for my heart, and my heart needs that, especially times like like I'm going through right now. It helps me to abide helping others to abide. Uh, there's another great cartoon character <laughs> who taught me oh so much. And if you're listening to this and have any kind of uh, any kind of interest in in Eastern spirituality or theology, you need to check out a masterful cartoon called avatar the last airbender oh yeah there's a character in there named uncle iroh he loves him some tea and oh i do love me some tea i'm a (laughs) jasmine man just like my uncle iroh that man saved my life really i was watching that show when i got the news my father died and the just about broke me in half and I I loved the character anyway because he was goofy, and I could see that that you know there was elements of Taoism and Buddhism in what they were doing with the character. And Iroh says to his nephew, he says, "Sometimes life is like a dark tunnel, but if you just keep moving, you'll find the light at the end of the tunnel." Or I'm sorry, I, I, I misquoted that. It's if you just keep moving, you'll find yourself in a better place. And so I just kept moving. I believe uh, that's in a, a Pixar movie, the Dory movie, Just Keep Swimming. Just Keep Swimming, yeah. yeah. It's the same thing. And I'm telling you, abiding, a lot of abiding is you just keep going when you're sitting there and you're meditating and your mind's roaring at you and you can't get it to shut up and you can't maintain your focus if you just keep your ass on the mat if you just ride it out if you just abide it will pass you know some of you listening to this you may be going through something just shitty you know you you may have lost a loved one. You may be losing your house, and, and I, I pray you're not going through things like that, but it does happen. You may be losing your house. You may have lost your job. You know, your marriage may have busted up. You feel, feel lost and confused and afraid, but I'm telling you, if you can abide... If you can just ride it out, I promise it will end. And yeah, you may be wounded when you come out the other side, but you'll still be there if you just hang on, if you just abide. Because, you know, life is strikes and gutters. Gutter balls suck. But you know what's at the end of the gutter? The ball return. That's right. You hit the gutter, rolls in the ball return. Pops right back up, and, and you, you can. You got another chance. You can try it again. You roll again. That's right. 
I mean, you know, it goes back to the illusion of control. You know, you release that ball. Sometimes, no matter how perfect your throw, sometimes she's just going to go in the gutter. It's not up to you. It's the humidity and the boards, you know. It's right or it's, the pattern of the oil. That's yeah, on the, yeah the it's, it's and, so many things that you have no concept of, no control over. You can't do any damn thing about. So you just, in faith, you give it your best effort, and then you let it go. And it goes where it's going to go because that's not up to you. Uh, well, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. It has been a delight. And uh, for those of you listening, uh, if any of you want to get in contact with me, weddings, funerals, confessions, whatever, uh, my rates are very reasonable. And uh, you can hit me up at revdudewill at gmail.com. That's R-E-V-D-U-D-E-W-I-L-L at gmail.com. And thank you so much for being on the podcast uh, today, Will. Much appreciated. We'll have to do this again, man. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of the Is It Me podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you spread the word to all of your friends and all of their friends. And hey, maybe one day in the distant future, I won't do this for free. It's unlikely. I'll still do it for free if I have to because... It's my thing. I am Farley. This has been the Is It Me podcast. Thanks again so much for uh, coming by and listening. And thank you so much for spreading the word if you do so. My name is Farley. And remember, until next time, try to be decent to each other. Or at least just don't become full-blown rage-crapping machines. Y'all be good. I'll talk to you next time on the Is It Me podcast. <laughs>